Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am the host, as generally always, uh, Adam Cousins. Uh, Today we're going through the Dynamite review from AW Dynamite, which aired last night. And of course, it's Dynamite. So you know what that means. Dynamite Dave, D, M, D. Are we all calm after Cardona yesterday, Dave? Yes, mate. I've uh, I've I've come back to earth now. That was <laughs> that was great. And and I know people watching it, um, you know, or, or our friends and family seeing it and so you know excited we were because it's the pinnacle, isn't it? Like mm. we're wrestling fans, that's why we do the show. Um we we we're different to some um pods and stuff. We're not dishing dirt, we're not trying we just want positive conversation with wrestlers and people that we've watched for years and people that are up and coming so my last night was something special for all of us and i hope i hope the viewers enjoyed it too yeah me too it was a great laugh i was it was a good crack with cardo and hopefully again we'll look to get him on hopefully again in the future but uh obviously next week we've got his uh cohort steph delander on so that yeah that'll be fun too um as always before we get into dynamite there's always news that goes around <laughs> um today uh, there's only a bit of one really bit because we'll get into some more that happened in the show later. But the, the one bit of news that come out of the double or nothing scrum and no, nothing happened. There was no fights. There was no massive promos. Um, but there was um, a question asked to Tony Khan by one of the reporters. Forgive me, I can't remember who it was. And he asked Tony Khan if he had had any conversations with Bill Goldberg, uh, to which Tony Khan replied, Yes, <laughs> pretty much left it, but then carried on saying that Bill and his wife done some charity work in Jacksonville. I think it was in a hospital or something like that. But he's had numerous conversations with Goldberg, and he wouldn't basically go into the detail or, or the dialogue of those conversations. This is leading to a lot of speculation now that Goldberg's been saying, "I want a retirement run. I'm owed one," and his talks about him was doing it in Israel. I think there was a couple of weeks ago. Are we likely now, Dave, to see Goldberg in AEW? If we do, is it something that you want to see? <clears throat> so I see the benefits of it for the company. He is a draw, um, even at the age he's out in the stage of his career, which is obviously nearing the end. Mm-hmm. He is a massive draw, um, but he's not a very AEW-style wrestler in my view. But they have bought a lot of... Over the years, it's changed a bit, you know, and it's come away from... For better or for worse, it's come away from what it started off at. So I'm not clamoring for it. I'm not like I need, I'd love that. That would be great at Goldberg. I wouldn't want to deny him one last match. Um, and if they did something like that with an AEW star and even put over an AEW star, such as a Wardlow, then I think that could be beneficial to the company as well as Goldberg getting his chance to say goodbye properly. I don't really want a Goldberg run. Um, I think we've had enough of, enough of that over the years. In terms of being owed anything, that's a difficult one as well because he, he's he's had a lot from wrestling. The wrestling's given him a lot, yeah. So earning a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm not sure my thoughts on that. But would it be uh, such a bad thing to have a one-off? No, that that'd be fine. Do you think that potentially, and we talk about this all the time, we're moving ever closer to all in 
Is it something that Tony would do as an attraction match for All In? I don't think it needs it. No. Um, not in the UK, I mean. <clears throat> yeah, Goldberg has always been a big name in wrestling and he was probably as over in the UK as he was in America and he's probably got a good following over here. But, I mean, it's sold over 65,000 tickets with no- nobody being booked on the show. Yeah. So, to, to, would Goldberg... Uh, force like a a, a last minute rush for the tickets and sell it completely out. I, I'm I'm not so sure. I think that probably when the matches start getting announced, that'll happen anyway. To be honest, we we're we're going to get big matches at All In. We're going to get big matches at Forbidden Door. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit fifty fifty. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want them to um, for it to cause any issues with the the current locker room in terms of pay. And in terms of um, you know spotlight or, or taking somebody else's spot on the card, if it can be incorporated in it, into the program and it works for everyone, then I don't see why not. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I kind of think I don't want to, like you say. I don't want to see a run. I think no. that's done. A one and done retirement thing. Yeah, okay, fair enough. As you say, put someone over like a Wardlow, a Luchasaurus, or someone that you know will benefit from. You know, not saying technically retiring Goldberg for one. Yeah, the man that retired Goldberg that that does carry some clout, mm-hmm. and that would help a, a an up and coming star or somebody that's just on that precipice trying to get to the next level. That might help them make that step. Um, and Goldberg, as I say, gets his opportunity to say goodbye. He gets his last match. He's on a grand stage. You know, a big payday for him as well. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. I think we'll say, <clears throat> watch this space, as they say. Did you say. see the, um, talk to the news, um, did you see Penta's tweet? Or Kenta's tweet, sorry, not Penta, Kenta. I did, and we'll get into that shortly. Cool. That is something okay, we'll mate. get into. But I was surprised this week. Uh, for once, AEW didn't open up with Orange. I was, where where yeah. is um, it? It opened up with the Lucha Brothers Bandido uh, Combat Club. In, I don't think you could get as hot as an opener uh, as that. I mean, the BCC right now, probably one of the best things. Stephanie and AEW, for sure. Um, the match itself was great. There was lots of great... Again, it was just a really great, awesome opener. The crowd ate it up. There was a the typical BCC stuff. The ending was a seat belt, I think, by Utah to get yep. the pin. I would love this to go on a bit longer, but in terms of an opener to set the bar for the evening, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, what a way to start the program. I, I thought, uh, yeah, Orange might have earned himself a week off. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't to be, but this match, I mean, Danielson on commentary as well. Yes. Mate, that was that was probably the best commentary combination. I mean, I yeah. loved Regal when he was on. <laughs> yes. But I think there was an element of Regal as well, like um, putting himself over as well. Yep. Whereas Danielson, all about the BCC, all about the moves, why they're doing certain moves. And that was great. You got Moxley on fire at the minute, one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Claudio uh, has really done well since he's coming into AEW, fitted in seamlessly. Uh, yep. And Utah's really getting this strong push. And it makes sense as well after he lost the match last week and they were talking about the punishment. Picking up the win over Omega, then picking up the pin tonight, um, last night as well. Um, love the BCC, love the Luchadors. Uh, I think he was, um, Bandido was playing tribute to uh, a yeah. Mexican 
uh, cult hero, I think, from mm. from my understanding. But yeah. great match. Yeah, what a solid opener that was. Those two guys, low six any day, just put it back. Um, yeah. Marvis is at this point, so they go back. Alex Marvis, he's in with the elite. Um, he said that, you know, he had heard Kenny was out of the country and in Canada. Uh, and Adam Page has then said, well, he's hurt. He's out of the country, but he's not in Canada. Um, I think we know where this is going um, with that. We think we know what country that he's in. In yeah. um, I would like to return to that later just because it kind of ties in with something I'm going to say at the end. So we'll leave that for now. We'll park it and we'll, we'll come back to it at the end. So just get, after we've done the main event. Uh, FTR come out next. No, they didn't. Uh, hang on. Did they come out next? Yes, they did. Oh, no, Bullet Club. Uh, remind us that Stark isn't the champion. And, you know, they want to know why FTR made so. It was, sorry, it was Stark. It was Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson uh, come out. Wanted to know why FTR made the save. Uh they then started to say they think that the FTR want to join them. Um, basically, Dax, they started basically having a, a rock. Um, Ricky Starks comes in, makes a save, and then he challenges Jay White to a fight next week on Dynamite. First off, both of their matches that are going to happen, the tag uh, that will eventually happen between FTR and uh, Bullet Club, and next week's match between Jay White and... Uh, Ricky Starks, take my money now, please. Absolutely. I I really like this segment. I, it's the first time since Jay White's come in that I felt like, yes, this is the star that we've, we, we kind of know, we've heard from, we, we've heard about, you know, this was more of an arrival, to be honest, than anything else he's done so far, in my opinion. I thought Juice looked really good as well. They're obviously both great on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um. Ricky Starks as well. He seemed to kind of really take it by the scruff of the neck and go, right, let's let's this kick this program on now and let's let's have this big match that that has been anticipated for a while. FTR's involvement as well, you cannot go wrong. Um, I think it will probably play out into a six man as well. Um, with new club, um, new members of Bullet Club, possibly the Bang Bang Gang. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, do you think this sets up someone coming in from Bullet Club from outside of AEW? And doing this at Forbidden Door, <clears throat> possibly, yeah. We, um, it, they'll probably link in with one of the guys from New Japan. Um, Sean Spears was kind of involved early on um, in the program as well, so I suppose there's an opportunity there for him to come back in and align himself with Jerry White and Juice. Um, but yeah, whichever way, as you said, the tag match, the singles match, every combination of matches between these guys going to be great as well. Yeah, take my money next week already. I'm already, uh, I kind of will get into a yeah. bit later. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. The next bit um, was Tony Gahan, an announcement about an announcement, um, which was obviously Collision. It's in Chicago. Finally, it comes out that he mentions that appearing on Collision will be CM Punk. Now, don't necessarily, we kind of already knew that last week. It was It was kind of a given. The issue, well, the interesting bit was the crowd reaction. Now, it got a mixture of cheers and it got a mixture of boos. Now, next week is, well, not next week, Collision, when it starts, is in Chicago. So he's going to get a face pop reaction then. What happens going forward with Punk? And is this first promo that he cuts of real significance about what way he's going to be going? 
Yeah, I've I've seen some a bit of criticism online about the way that they did this, but I mm-hmm. thought it was great um, because it any element of doubt or yep. you know uncertainty is now out the window. They've gauged the crowd reaction from somewhere which isn't in Chicago, as you say. You got a very fifty fifty um, reaction from the crowd. Yep. Um, I would say it was around half and half cheers and boos. That's what it sounded like on on. Yep. Uh, when I was watching, um, the, the other thing they've done as well is they've they've obviously got it all in, out in the open and they can concentrate on everything else. And when they get to collision now, they haven't got to do the punk thing first segment. Um, it's not going to like sabotage the show if they because they know that punk's going to be there. It's been announced, so they know at some point that night they're gonna we're gonna hear from him. Um, it may well. Um, it may alter the way that they go with Punk in terms of his character. I mean, the rumours of him, uh, his first feud with Jericho and then possibly a match with Joe, we don't know that. That's just speculation or there's mm-hmm. other, there might be no smoke without fire. But they're both heels, which would position Punk uh, as a face. Maybe that kind of reaction, they'd love to play into that. Uh, Punk's done a lot of his best work as a heel. Yep. So uh, I think it was a good way to gauge the reaction, and and uh, yeah, I think there's benefits of doing the way they did it rather than rather than do something grander or yeah, keep it under wraps. Yeah, I think it just gives them a chance to now focus on getting that show sorted rather than is Punk or isn't Punk going to be there. I think it was kind of you know they could have announced yeah. that last week. Uh, when Unless, it, he's a big piece of the puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle in terms of collision and AEW strategy for growth. <clears throat> Uh, AEW's um, ambitions to increase the ratings and the revenue. So uh, I, I know I've said at times, and we've 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 pondered it on the podcast whether all the the hassle and the, everything has been worth it ultimately. Um, but as you say, now that it's done and dusted, and we know Punk's there, let's get some other stuff in there. Let's speculate on some of the other returns that we might be getting. Your Andrade's, your Miro's, your Thunder Roses. Uh, Scorpio skies. Um, I'd love on collision, kind of a little bit uh, off on a tangent, but I would love Rush or Rush to really establish himself on collision as well. I'm hoping that yep. Rush is going to be one of the top stars. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Then they uh, the next match was triple threat: uh, Swerve, Trent, Big Bill. Um, yep. <clears throat> it was a really fun match, actually. Kind of actually made sense as well in a way. Sometimes triple threats just get thrown together. Yeah, uh, this one just felt right for one for, for whatever reason. Um, I will say this, and and I've always liked uh, Big Bill when he was Big Cass, yeah, WWE. But his work, ring work, has got so much better. Yeah, <clears throat> over this last few uh, weeks and months, kind of since he's been on um, AEW. So I do want to see what they do with him, and I do want to see him a lot more, regardless of the show that he's on. Um, <clears throat> Swerve uh, off the, the win it, sorry. Uh, he hit a, a, got a, a cradle on Trent to, for the win. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was really fun. Uh, and again, it was it was nice that a triple threat kind of made sense. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a great match. Uh, exactly the same as you. Um, it was a match that when he came, I don't know if it was announced prior, but when he, when he popped up saying, mm-hmm. you know, oh, what a match I thought. Um, Trent, I suspected, was in there to take the pin. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad because it keeps Big Bill, you know, pushing forwards. Um, he's they're positioning him, as you say, to really uh, become one of the, a big star in AW, and he's had that potential for so long. 
Um, I know WWE had a run of trying to push him onto the next level, but he had, you know, there's stuff going on away from away from wrestling. He seems in a really good place now. Yep. He's ripped. He's obviously done a lot of work in the gym as well, and he looks a lot healthier than he than he has, you know, certainly on his previous run in the WWE. Uh, and in terms of Strickland, I say it every week. I think he's a megastar. I think he's destined for real great things. I mean, top of the company, you know, face of the promotion, potential world champion down the line. So I was really happy with the match, really happy with the way it went, and I'm really happy with the result. Yeah, exactly that. And uh, obviously Swerve picks up the win, and we'll talk a bit more about Swerve later on because he's involved next week in another match, yeah. which is taking my money. But we'll, uh, we'll get into that shortly. Um, There's a little <clears throat> video package of Statlander. Uh, we'll cover off this little bit really quickly. When a young uh, welcomes the acclaim, the daddy asked, blamed himself for the losing. And he said, it's people's choice. They're undefeated until a loss. They were screwed out of the gold. And that daddy asked deserves to hold the gold one more time. And that was finished. Then <clears throat> Shaboni, uh welcomed to the ring. Don Callis and who, Dave? Takesta. Thank you. Uh, to the ring. I mean, <laughs> I'm never going to say that name again. Uh, the heat these guys. I mean, oh. we talk, we've seen Do Dominic Mysterio in WWE get this. With Vicky Guerrero used to get this. Don Callis and yeah, him. Uh, we've got some amazing heat. And he basically, I mean, um, they started a promo in Japanese, didn't they, at this point? And then oh, he yeah. cuts the promo in Japanese later. Yeah. And, and uh, Don Callis basically saying that they're going to be the new family and they will cut out the elite. Now, New family kind of indicates there's going to be more of them added. To Absolutely. The so are we looking, we were thinking sort of blood and guts between BCC uh, and the elite, but are we now moving towards forbidden door with a possible eight to 10 man tag between these, between these guys? <clears throat> yeah, this is so intriguing to me, like which way yeah. they're going to go, who's going to be involved with it. And mm. Um, I think they've done it, did some good work. Perhaps a little bit more into we we don't know any matches for Forbidden Door yet, do we? No, no um, So I was expecting maybe at least one match, but they've they've planted some seeds. Yeah. Um long term, I'd love to see Aussie open and Will Ospreay aligned with Callis and Takesta. I think that's that would be absolutely solid and it would make mm. a lot of sense given the history as well. Yeah. Um, this was nuclear in terms of the reaction. <laughs> yeah, uh, it really was. And a word on the San Diego crowd, man. In, in general, through the whole show, they were great. I, I know we criticize. Yeah. We've come. It's been a bit of a theme or a feature of the show. You know, we we. But it, it's a big thing. It's a big talking yeah. point in wrestling because some of the crowd reactions in 2023 have been incredible. So when yeah. if there's a if there's a location that isn't, it's noticeable. Uh, yeah. But I thought San Diego did a great job. Now, to be fair, San Diego did do a good job. I am just admitting Andy into the chat. So we're halfway through the podcast. And <clears throat> as we get halfway through the podcast, uh, Andy is going to be scheduled to join us uh, right now. So he's just coming in. But to quote what you were saying, it was nice to see the crowd hot for the whole thing. It was nice that there wasn't any... Um, crowd noise piped in yeah. as well. We, we've been saying that recently. So the crowd got really, was actually really good. Now, Andy, uh, welcome, obviously, to the show. Our illustrious leader has joined us. We're about halfway through Dynamite at the minute, Andy. But before we get on to the next match, 
What are your thoughts on the reaction that the name CM Punk, when it was announced on Dynamite, was given? Uh, yeah, first of all, good to be on an AEW show with you boys. I don't need, I don't need you to do this, but I've heard such. I've heard such. I, I wanted to be part of that, one of Dave's shorts when he ran, so I was hoping he might have ran. Um, yeah, I'm in a great mood today. Oh, I bet. Um, do you know what? I, I was texting you earlier, Adam, and uh, I don't watch a lot of AEW. I dip in, dip out of it. But what the CM Punk thing has done is got eyes back on the product. Yeah. As for the reaction in the arena, I, I'm about an hour into Dynamite. I won't lie. I've been out at work today, so I've been trying to watch most of it. I've got the Fight TV app. Um, I wasn't surprised, really, um, to be honest. There's 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 CM Punk fans out there. Parker, I originally started this with a year and a half ago. Yeah. Huge CM Punk fan. Huge CM Punk fan. I'm a CM Punk fan. Um, you have to, The thing you have to remember is he's not the first dude to do this. Stone Cold Steve Austin literally left the arena half an hour before they were going to go live on air. Shawn Michaels has walked out of a company and said he's not doing business. So many wrestlers down the years have done this. But see, because this was so... this is You have to remember, when Austin and Shawn Michaels done it, these were the days before wrestling scrums. This yeah. seems to be a new thing after events now, and it's, <clears throat> it's another way of, you know, uh, in the media, like we had Nick on yesterday. It's just, it's, it's just another way of the media getting closer to wrestlers, and it's, it's, a, it's coming a bit like, like our football games and stuff like that when they do like these interviews afterwards. Yeah. It, 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 this should all blow over, depending on. I'm guessing all the backstage stuff is sorted. Otherwise, they're not. They're not going to announce him to come back if, like the, if, if like the, if Kenny and the Young Bucks and all them guys are still there. If they had said no, this wouldn't have happened. They have to be 100 percent on board with this. There has to have been a meeting. Something, you know, they've cleared the air, or they've cleared the air as the best. They, Jericho probably included in that because you know we all know what he's come out publicly said about CM yeah. Punk. But as to the, uh, I've yeah, I got to that part uh, of dynamite, and it, yeah, there was a lot of cheers and there was a lot of booze. But you, they're not silly. They're bringing it back in Chicago for a reason. Yeah, there's gonna be no booze in that arena on 17th of June. None. Andy, I, I said earlier that perhaps they wanted to gauge the crowd reaction, and it may influence the way they go with Punk in terms mm-hmm. of more of a neutral location. We know he's gonna get a huge reaction in Chicago. Uh, could it? Do you think he could play into it? Whether they give him a heel run or yeah. a face run or a dictator? Oh, if they've got any sense, turn him heel straight yeah. away. Yeah. Do you know what I'd do? I'd partner him up with MJF. Mm, I'd put him in some like tag matches. <clears throat> I would turn, maybe where they're leaning. I think they want him eventually in the ring. I think at Wembley they're either going to want him in the ring with MJF if they haven't taken turned him heel, or they're going to want him with Kenny Omega somehow. You know, obviously Kenny's been, you know, he's not in the country or he's in the country. I got up to that part of uh, Dynamite. But um, it's the right time to bring him back because like Adam and Dave, you know, I've been I'm in our WhatsApp group quite a lot. We talk about wrestling all day long. Um, it's not very pop, apart from the pay-per-view last weekend. It hasn't been overly popular of, like it was AEW. Mm-hmm. Tony, he's very sensible now. This gets, A, you've got a new television program debuting and B, eyes on the product. Yep. CM Punk. Soon as they announce that, the ratings are going to go through the roof. Um, obviously, I don't know the schedule of the NBA playoff finals out in in the states. Um, I don't think it's going to clash with that. So, AEW are very they're they're very clever in what they've done. They've done it now, and they've had a little bit of a lull. From what I've, I'm about an hour and twenty five minutes into this week's Dynamite. Um, it's a good show, so it seems to be okay. Obviously, I know Adam, you texted me earlier about the main event, which I'm sure you guys are going to get to. Yeah, but I think AEW played a good movie. I think they need eyes back on their product. They, you know, they've got this done. I think this is all. It was always planned for collision. How long has these rumors been flying around? As soon as they told us it was in Chicago, we're like, 
I mean, they confirmed Chicago last week, and there was it because they had a mm. issue, didn't they, the week before when about Ace still coming in or not coming in or being remote or not being remote, kind of. And then, well, there was even talk initially that they were doing collision just just for Punk. You know, it's going to be yeah. Punk's show. That was the mm. the first rumors that started, weren't they, a couple of months ago? Now, yeah, I just hope they don't rush him back into the title picture because <clears throat> his run wasn't great, uh, yeah. and MJF's doing a cracking job from what I've seen you know what I mean he's kind of that Roman Reigns he's an attraction when he wrestles he doesn't have to wrestle every week uh, he's kind of that attraction at the minute so yeah I, I, as long as AEW is sensible with this it, again how long will Punk last before he kicks off again and says like in these medias maybe keep him out of a media scrum for a while don't they yeah. kind of... <laughs> I think they just concentrate on one match at a time yeah, one match, one week at a time. Don't overwork yeah. him. You don't need to see him on Dynamite and Collision and Rampage. You don't need us to maybe make him like a kind of a, a Roman and an MJF. We know he's there, but he's not going to be advertised every single week. Um, and again, it depends what they do with him. Do they? Does he come back and say, look, I want my title rematch. You know, I want to go straight for MJF. Do they play on it and use it as a storyline, Adam? Like you said yesterday, it's been mm-hmm. done before. Matt Hardy, yeah. Edge. Do they put him in a feud with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Yeah. Do they play? If they do, that that's printing money. That yeah. Wembley Stadium. You could if you've got any. Uh, probably won't. Maybe do it at Wembley. MJF and Punk versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. I'd watch that. Wow. Yeah. So, somehow Kenny Omega's in there, or I don't know how you do it. A three on three or something like that. Punk They've got. FTR. Yeah, FTR. Yeah, Punk and FTR, and you know, versus the, the Young Bucks and Kenny. Yeah. So many things they've they've got to capitalize on this. They're going to have eyes back on their product for at least two to three weeks because I'm guessing he's going to be on collision. He may even be on dynamite on the Wednesday after. So what you don't want to do as a resting company is get all eyes on your product and then completely fuck it up because people yeah. just be like, oh, that was. And but, like uh, Dave said, they're not going to be in Chicago every week, so maybe they were gauging the crowd reaction because you think after Chicago, I don't know where they go, so they went to. Canada, Excellent. Canada, Canada. Canada I'm, I'm, I think he's fairly over. I mean, he was fairly over all over the place, but wrestling fans have a, they have a short term memory. Like I say, Austin's done it. Sean Michaels, they literally left hours before a show was going to go on air. This is only more highlighted because we saw it live. We saw it unfold. I mean, look at MJF the other night. The media scrum started talking about Triple H and <laughs> Khan signing him, and you see, you saw. Tony can't. You saw Tony can't's face. He was like, "Hang on a minute, you know." What I mean, he, I think he needs to get a little bit more control. What worries me? The only thing that really worries me is: Are the inmates going to start running the asylum, a la WCW? Mm. Yeah, you know that's what I don't want. <laughs> but who knows? I'm I'm, I'm going to watch. He, he, they've done their job with me. I, I say to you guys all the time: I don't watch a lot of AW. I watch today. I, I dip in and dip out because you know we. I listen to you guys. I get most of my information from you and Dave. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I listen to you guys. I'm like, oh, okay. Or Adam texts me, check out this match. Is oh, okay. I'll jump on the fight app and. And watch it. So they've done what they needed to do. They've got eyes back on the product. It's now how they carry on. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, the other thing is that as well, just finally on Punk, he picked up two significant injuries in, mm. in, his, yes. in a short run, really. And I know he had an influx of matches to begin with when he first came in. I don't think they'll be going that way with him as you say. I think they'll limit the use of him, use him to sell tickets and promote mm. big matches and big storylines. Wembley Stadium soon. Perfect yeah. timing. He's going to yeah. be the he- whoever he's going to be the headline match at Wembley Stadium. Guarantee yeah. you. Guarantee you. More than likely, we're going to start finishing off Dynamite. I, I need to go then because I need to go and watch Dynamite and then listen to you guys and then I hear myself on the pod. But yeah, it's been good, lads. Cheers. It's been uh... thanks, Andy, for, Andy. Thanks for uh, joining See us. See you later, lads. Take it easy. Bye,
Right, Dave, we will continue on. It was great to have Andy on with his input again. For punks. Yeah, that was fun, really man. Good. The, the, really the, good uh, our own trios. Yeah, the trio was back. It was great for that period of time. Loved it. Right. Back down to business. Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, the Gates of Agony. Now, Dave, you, you had to forgive me. I did send you a picture last night saying, who are these guys? Uh, <laughs> because yeah. I don't watch Ring of Honor. I should do. I'll do watch Ring of Honor. I just don't watch it every week. Um, so I hadn't seen these guys before. Um, really solid tag match. It was actually really cool to see these guys at the Gates of Agony because I've never seen them before. So yeah, I, first good, thing for me. Uh, so I have to kudos to that. I had to, you know, really good match. They're they're quite, you know, it was quite of a clash of styles again a little bit, um, which and it works in most cases. It, it really does. Um, there was a part at the end there where they'd done a slum dog millionaire. Uh, there was a running code red. Um, as uh, Cassidy took out, I think it was Toa with a suicide dive, uh, and then Darby had the, uh, the coffin drop or the coffin splash, whatever you want to call it, uh, and they won. Really fun match, solid match. Um, I'm just going to talk into the end now. So the rest of the Mogul Embassy comes out, took out Darby and Cassidy. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the bit that I, I, I had to laugh because Tony Schiavone, right? Great, love him. Great commentator. And he done his, the, the music played, and he went, it's Sting! Like he does. Yeah. Then he looked like he was reaching the point of orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh my God, he's here! I was like, he's been away five minutes. Like, maybe a month. But like, you know, so he yeah. overplayed Sting, but it, it just cracked now. Anyway, they cleared house as, as, they, as they normally would do. Um, first thing, let, what's your thoughts on the match? Because Tony Schiavone just threw me after that. <laughs> well, maybe that was because they'd made the punk announcement. It'd gone on social media and yeah. maybe they were hoping that a few people like in America had turned over and started watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so then to introduce Sting as a recognisable wrestler that yeah. everybody knows, you know, if you even if you've watched limited wrestling over the years i think yeah. everybody had, had sting so mm-hmm. maybe there was that but yeah he, he's a proper mark or a fanboy for sting <laughs> anyways but, but um again good match the, these guys i mean they have bit dipped in and out i think one of them had a match on rampage so that we haven't seen too much of them but they look great um in terms of moving forward now i just love this dynamic i love i love because Derby's got a lot of history with Swerve as well. Like, storyline, they hate each other. I think they're from the same area. They had a lot of matches on the Indies and a big feud. So to to build him into this, to build Derby into this as well, just yeah. makes it very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I suppose you want to talk about the match next week. I was just about to say, next week, yeah. again, take my fucking money. They have yep. booked uh, Orange against Swerve for the international title. We say this nearly every week. Is next week the end of Cassidy's reign? I think so. I think yes. it's time. I think it swerves time now. Um, yeah. I mean, from the finish in the battle, which which was even better than I remembered because they they showed a few clips and the, the finish and swerve like clamoring to try and not fall yeah. after Darby's uh, after Orange's mm-hmm. kick, you know, his, his orange star kick. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people thought then, yeah, this is the way the program's going. I'm glad they've picked it back up on Dynamite. And it certainly yeah. looks like the direction is 
swerve to be the next international champion. And I would have to, I would love that. I'd love to see gold around his waist. It's the second most important men's title in the company, in my view. Yes. Um, it, it's got real prestige. Uh, Orange has done a great job, as we've said previously, elevating the status of the title. Uh, and that match next week is, is great. Yeah. As you said, take my money. I can't wait to see it. Exactly. Now, Dave, I'm going to probably need you to pronounce something again for me now. Um, they Hook comes out um, out of nowhere. Tony asked, started to ask Cook about the match he used to have on our Sunday. Who come out? What was their team name? Uh, oh, Les Faction Ingobernable. Thank you. Or <laughs> LFI, right? Just go with LFI. LFI, brilliant. So uh, Jose, the assistant, um, basically said LFI can't get any team, uh, TB time. So Preston and Drast- Drastic. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ready to go. That, that's the one. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Um, so Hook gets jumped. Uh, and all of a sudden, Jungle Boy. So the return of Jungle Hook. And they basically um, take him up the ramp with a chair. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and we'll talk because I want to get into the next match because there's something that's going to follow that that I want to discuss with you and get your thoughts on. Um, the next match was a Statlander and, and Nyla Rose. Dave, this is where for me we the impact was up here. Uh, impact, fuck's sake, dynamite was up here, and this is the turning point for me when it starts going down. Now, this match felt cold. Now, I don't know. Statlander's been out a long time, and she, listen, they're, they're they're great. These both great talents. I'm not I'm not going to sit there and dispute that. It felt again. We've talked about Adam Cole being safe, and it with Adam Cole and and this match with Statlander and Rose. It a it was quick, which were probably was good in the long run. It was I think it was a four fifty from Statlander to to win. This just didn't do it for me. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Let. Talk about that first, please, and then we'll get on to the bit I want to talk about after. Yeah, so 450, although it's a short match, that's too long for this. It should have been a squash match with a local talent and Statlander, quick couple of clothesline finisher, assert a dominance, and maybe even speak on the microphone after. I think that would have been more effective because she hasn't been on Dynamite for so long. Like last Jan- January 22 was the last match. Yeah. So there's going to be new fans. And I don't even know who she is, really. Mm. Um, to put her in a match with Nyla Rose, he didn't do anything for Nyla Rose. It came from nowhere. And, and you know, there's going to be matches on every wrestling show you watch. That's just a match because it's a yeah. wrestling show. Exactly. Um, but it was a strange one. The one thing I think he did do is, uh, and interestingly, when we talk about what you want to talk about in the previous match, a similar theme, um, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, looking like she's going to uh, get a heel turn uh, yeah. and she's going to go the other way. And th- that is a good thing that's kind of come out of the pay-per-view because there was thoughts and my reaction was that they've, they've not done Taya any favours here. Uh, the fact that, you know, she was cast aside then Statlander just won the belt. So there is substance there for a story and a Taya feud with with Chris. Or and I think, I think that would do the world of good for Taya Valkyrie. Um, yeah. And we get to know her a bit as a character. And um, I think that really gives her potential to make a name for herself and, and do a better job than what they've done recently. I think I hear that Cargill may be coming back as a face anyway. So, yeah, so that's <clears throat> anyway, things what, around. 
Yes. The point I was going to get to, because we talked about uh, LFI, whoever they call it. Yeah, LF, what was it? LFI. LFI. Yeah, LFI. So <laughs> on this show this week, you had the Gates of Anarchy, you had LFI, you had Nyla Rose. Is this AEW's way of bringing this talent onto TV to get them noticed because they're going to be on collision come three weeks' time? Yeah, it's a bit of a reintroduction, particularly for the likes of Nyla Rose and the, and the Gates of Agony. Um, yeah they're gonna need a full roster it's not just about the main event stars they're gonna you know it's a two-hour show and they they need to they it's kind of like and i'm not sure if this was the intention but it's kind of a bit of a test isn't it you know to to say to some of the wrestlers that aren't features right you you want an opportunity here's your opportunity go and show us what you can do on live on live tv um particularly in the in the case of nyla rose i know she's been there a long time um but I yeah, if they if they're doing that and like it's like football teams or soccer teams when they bring in new players yeah. to teams that you think oh it's already a pretty good team they've got some great players on the bench yeah they don't need so and so but I think what that does is it creates competition within the squad and it try, hopefully brings out the best in people and you would like to think in the AEW roster would react in a similar way you know yeah. they're getting opportunities now there's a new show coming up two more hours to fill. Uh, there's going to be wrestlers backstage that are going to be frustrated and, and they want to be, you know, more of a feature in the shows. So maybe there is an element of that. I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Tony. Oh, yeah. I'd love to ask Tony. Tony, come on the show. Um, is Andrade a part of that LFI? Yeah, I believe so. I, I, I think, I think, well, he, he hasn't had a falling out or there's no. been nothing to suggest that he's not with them anymore. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, nothing from what I've seen, yeah. So, you know, I think having Rouge and Andrade as the top guys, uh, building Preston Vance up, I even struggle with his new name, Pelo. Uh, Pero, yeah, just I don't know, in, in, Pero, I'm not sure. Do you, do you know it? Preston Vance's Spanish name? Oh, fuck, I can't even pronounce fucking Cresticlo, mate. I'm not going to do that other one. No, that's one no. I'm going to have to pass on. But Drellistico yeah. as well. So you've got four guys there with Jose, the assistant. Yeah. I like Jose. Uh, he's very good on the mic. Um, mm. we, we've only seen that in, in you know, spells, really. We've only seen a couple of times yeah. when he's picked up the microphone. He's very, very capable. And in terms of Andrade, Rush, and Drellistico, there's probably a bit of a language barrier. So that, that does them... You know, a lot of favors in that department as well. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, go barrier with, with me anyway. Pero Pelagroso. That's it. He came there to you me. Go. He's the man. I, I can't do that sort of stuff. Um, main event time. Just before we do the main event, Ed, um, yes. I just want to touch on Jungle Boy, please. Oh shit, you... sorry. Yes, that, that was going to get to that. Sorry, because I, I moved on because I wanted to get that point in the back. Please. Yes, go. Sorry, mate. Yeah. What. This was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they'll probably go with another Jungle Hook match. Mm-hmm. But there was little, and I don't know if I was reading into something that wasn't there, mm-hmm. but there seemed like there were little signs of potentially set, potentially setting Jungle Boy up for a heel turn. Okay. Um, just the way he was looking at Hook, um, when Hook looked away, Jungle Boy seemed to like put his other hand on the chair, and it was just seemed to be a, a little tease, perhaps, uh, and maybe maybe foreshadows the the future of Jungle Boy. Um, what would you would you be interested in a Jungle Boy heel turn? If he turns heel, he needs a manager to talk for him. Yeah, 
he can't because he uh, look man he's, he's he's like I said before it's like he hasn't started puberty yet when he gets on the microphone um, yeah it, it, am I for it yeah and I think it's that sort of thing because he, he they had that thing in the pay per view when he had the title when he was gonna should he have hit should he have not hit Derby I think it was yeah it's the story they've been telling so I think perhaps that that story should come to fruition and he should uh, but he needs a mouthpiece behind him yeah um, that's you know but that bit I was interested to do I like Hook. I think Hooks again, and I like it that they're not throwing him in that week in, week out, yeah. match after match after match. He's a kid. Give him time. Um, but yeah, Jungle Boy needs to, yeah, I, I agree the heel turn should happen, but just give him someone to talk for him. I think it'd be really effective on Hook as well because he's so over. He's yeah. so young though, so there is, you could play into that perhaps gullibility, you know, that he's, you know, trusted gung, Jungle yeah. Boy. And I think a heel turn w- would shock a lot of people, uh, depending on how they how they did it. So, yeah, I'm not sure who they could get in as a manager, but there's people there that's not doing a lot. Where's Jake the Snake? You know, uh, I know he, that. Yeah, it was Lance Archer's another one, isn't it? That's yeah, good. yeah, he's another. I think he's in the UK this weekend. Um, possibly has he got a match with Osprey? Uh, I don't know. He had a match with Osprey at One PW a couple of months ago. Uh, oh, did he? he might be back at One PW actually next week. Is it is Dominion coming up? I might have read some an, an old bit of news, but yeah, it, but mm. yeah, another guy, Lance Archer. Where's he? You know, let's get yeah. him back involved. Oh yeah, definitely, let's get Archer back involved. Um, right, we'll move main event time. Um, okay, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, Soraya, Jericho. I thought it was better than the unsanctioned match. I am yeah. really hoping this feud is over. The simple reason is, for me, and as great as Adam Cole and as great as Chris Jericho is, and as I'm not, there's no doubt in the talent. They just don't work. I thought it may have been with Adam Cole's. You think they were maybe playing it too safe? For me, it just seems like two generational talents. But when you put them in that ring. The magic doesn't happen for me, anyway. Yeah, it was a passable main event. There should have been a DQ in there somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole, Britt Baker get the win. Let's just go and move on to something else now. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the match. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad Cole got a decisive victory. He lowered the boom. Yeah, and got the three. I would have much preferred seeing um, Britt and Soraya one on one. I'd have preferred that. Uh, I don't really want to see any more of this. No. <laughs> and Jericho. I, I take it you've got that you're the same. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, as I said, generational talents, they're great, but they just they just don't work. They just no. it, 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 there's not no magic there with them too. As I said, there's no denout in their talents. What I'm gonna say though is that we're gonna wrap it up now, but I want to ask another question. Because obviously with a wrestling show, the point of it is when you get to the end, you want to be watching it next week. I'm going to play fantasy booker here as such or a little bit, right? We love it. It's my thing. I love love it. it. I love doing it. I was, and I literally was doing, I was literally going for a walk today and I was like, and after I'd watched Dynamite and I'd you know, done, I you know, do work, obviously. <laughs> but uh, when I was out on my, on my lunch break, I go for a walk and I, and I was thinking about Dynamite and I thought, would the ending not have been better if they'd had that match, that match finished? Callis comes out with 
Guest up. Thank you. They do that promo, but then they cut to the back. And the bit with Kenny, what they said at the start, near the start, wouldn't it have been better if at the end, when they've come out about that, they had Hangman Page and he went, they, they may have, he may have started a little promo with them, but then he said, then he would say something like, yeah, Kenny is, because maybe they could have played on to, maybe Callas and that could have said, yeah, Kenny's in Canada, he's injured, he doesn't want any of this. And Hangman Page could have come on the, the Tron and just said, Kenny's injured, but he's not in Canada, and ended it. Because the smart, even you don't have to be that smart of a wrestling fan, but to say that, you're then thinking, he's in Japan, Yeah, the Golden Lovers, Ibushi, would that not have been a better way to have ended it in the face of wanting to see this? Kenny might not even be on next week. They may not. They may just add a little bit more to it next week. But compared to having that sort of lacklustre main event bit at the end, mm. would it not have been better to move those segments around and create a bit more of a, let's say cliffhanger ending, but an ending which makes you say, I need to see this next week. The matches that have been announced are great, don't get me wrong, but there is still the end part of the show for me that I want to sit there at the end and go, I need to see this next week. It sounds like you're frustrated because of the wasted potential. And mm. and I totally agree. They had an opportunity to set something up. In a, and that's what you want to do with weekly television. You want people coming back, even people that watch it every week. They want people to watch it live in America. I know, I know viewership now. It's calculated a number of ways. Yeah. Because... So the UK following for AW is massive, but there's not going to be a, a many people that watch it live, even on the Fight TV app. Mm-hmm. The majority of people are going to be watching it the next day. Um, but they still, you want people coming back week in, week out, and thinking, well, how they left the show, how's that going to... I mean, even with Rampage, which has been booked... Uh, yeah. Uh, quite miss even me as a super fan. I'm quite looking forward to this week. There's some good matches been announced for Rampage. Oh yeah, sorry, this week. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it, it does. Yeah, it doesn't play into anything that's happened at the end of Dynamite. No. So uh, I think they could have left like a bit of a hook there, not not actual hook, but uh, that would have been <laughs> fine as well. But yeah, that's a pretty good idea because the the message that when they did it backstage and said that Kenny wasn't there and but he wasn't in Canada. It was subtle, but mm. we all knew what what they were alluding to. Mm. So, yeah, maybe that would have been a better way to do it and close the show. It just would have made it, I think, for me, because I said, because the main event was, you know, it was lacklustre. Uh, it just, again, it just didn't work for me. Obviously, you're you're a bigger fan in AWI. It didn't work for you either. So no. I kind of get that vibe. And perhaps I'm right. I may be wrong. But that, for me, would have, as you say, the hook into next week the matches that were announced were great and I'm looking forward to them, but there mm. is still that, you know, even if nothing happens next week, Kenny's still doing his injuries. He's still in Japan or not in Canada or whatever, you know, but just to have that hook into, and then having you think, Jesus, next week, are we going to see a Bushi? Is Kenny going to come back? Mm. Are we going to see a new member of uh, the Callis's group? Maybe they're going to do that. Maybe they're going to do mm. a bit where Callis and he'll get another member next week. And then maybe the week after until they outnumber, the Bucks and the Elite, maybe by two or three uh, yeah. or two. And then Kenny comes back and brings his golden lover with him, perhaps. But yeah. again, I just would have preferred a, a little hook into next week a bit more. Than yeah. And I think it's possibly a byproduct. And I'm going to, I don't want to think about it too much because you guys will clip it up and put it on TikTok <laughs> uh, in terms of the match at the pay-per-view with, uh, with 
with Kyle and Jericho. Yep. When you're coming out of a pay-per-view, um, yes, sometimes there's matches, you know, they continue a story, but yep. there's other times when a pay-per-view finishes a rivalry and they move on to bigger and better things. So because of the horrible job they did with the match at Double or Nothing, there wasn't too many, I wouldn't imagine too many people were interested in, in this main event. Um, I think he, I think that had an effect. I think that, um, you know, unfortunately, because I'd messaged you, what, 40 minutes into watching Dynamite, and as you say, for the first hour and a half, Great. I thought this is a, possi- a possibility for one of the best shows of the year. You know, it was really yeah. strong, some really good stuff coming out of it, some good stuff to look forward to moving forward. So the only thing I can take from the main event is it's over and let's yeah. move Jericho on with something else. Let's the outcasts have already involved with a feud with, you know, Britt Baker. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing I'd like to see more of that. You know, there's still potential there. I think Shida um, looked great again this week coming out with yeah. a kendo stick. Um, so there's, there's and Adam Cole. Now what we're going to do with Adam Cole, move him into something, you know, a, a featured story, you know, where he can show off his skills, both on the microphone and in the ring. Exactly. And I couldn't agree with you more. We will find out what happens this time next week. We will be back and we will be reviewing the next edition of Dynamite. Will we have news? Will we not have news? Will Punk throw his toys out the pram again? And we'll sit in there wondering if he's going to be on collision. Will there be any more tweets from Kenta? Kenta, sorry, yes, you we did. Let's get to that very, very quickly before we wrap up. So CM Punk was announced for Collision. Kenta tweeted, I'm free on that day. Was it 17? Yeah, yeah. And Kenta, obviously Punk has used Kenta's finisher. Stole his finisher. So stole his finisher. Yeah, yeah. Stole his finisher. Okay. Are we reading too much into this? Or was it one of those pitch out tweets from Kenta? that could spike the interest of Tony Khan, which could spike a match between him and Punk at Forbidden Door or All In. That spikes the interest of me, mate. That's the way That's the way you, you kind of hook people and get them wanting more. Little teases like that. Like you say, it could have been left as more of a tease with Don Callis and the Elite at the end of the show. Uh, there's a lot of history there. It's a dream match that people have talked about for years. Uh, I think... Kent has come out and said the most miserable time in his wrestling career was when he couldn't use the GTS. So was he not allowed to use it at all when he was in NXT? Was it kind of... He did use it once or twice because he got... Yeah, uh, there must have been a period when he wasn't allowed to use it, perhaps when Punk was on the roster or something. But yeah, that's a match that I would love to see. So yeah, interesting tweet, I thought. Interesting timing anyway. Yeah, that, yeah. Maybe we'll see more next week, but this wraps up this particular show. Myself, Dave, and I think Andy will be back later on uh, with Yeston Reese, who's just become the inaugural Forever Rivals Wrestling Champion. You're uh, good at that pronunciation because I've, I've struggled. Uh, I don't even know if that's right. Yes, <laughs> <Yeston>. okay. <laughs> but we'll, we'll be back a bit later <laughs> with Yeston and Co. But this has been the AEW Dynamite Review. That has been the Dynamite Man, Dave DMD. I have been your host, Adam Cousins, with a special mention to our real leader, Andy Burrows, who joined us today. We'll see you a bit later on, guys. Buckle down and see you soon. Hey. 
Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.